Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to our podcast, Shine Bright with Jay and Sabina. Uh, welcome, everyone. And so oftentimes we're things are not right in life. We're not feeling happy about something. Think we're having difficulties. We start to think, ah, it's someone else's fault. Well, might be true. But <laughs> <laughs> the focus of this podcast is on self-change, is on life cultivation and those little changes that we can make in our own lives to, yes. to yeah, and it's lovely, it's very empowering, isn't it? And it's very beneficial. And sometimes we may record meditations and we also are going to invite guests into our conversation. Mm-hmm, totally. Uh, so you can find us on your favorite podcast apps. We're on Spotify, Podbean and Apple Podcasts. And if you like to watch us, we are on the Renshue YouTube channel, Renshue TV. Mm -hmm. And if you'd like to make a donation... We would love that. We would love that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you can do that, actually, by going onto our website, www.shine-bright-center.co.nz. And go on to the onto the donation um, page. Mm -hmm. Is that it? That's it. Enjoy Let's get the started. podcast. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello, beautiful people. I'm Sabina. I'm Jay. And today we are here to hopefully give you give you some good tips of how we can move through difficult times because I think we do live in difficult times, don't we? And we don't know what else there is to come. So if we get good strategies and we practice good strategies, that can help us in our whole life. Yeah. Um, fast, fast changing times. They're changing so fast at the moment that can be a little unsettling because we maybe we've had our strategies for dealing with life in a certain way and when life is changing and it can be quite difficult to kind of find your feet. Um, but if we can find some kind of solutions for our own life, then that can help each other as well. So I think that's kind of cool. Yes, I think it's quite nice to share what we do. I love to hear from other people, you know, their tricks and and tips and methods, mm. um, what helps them. And sometimes there is really yeah. something which resonates with me and then I, I can try it and it might work for me too. So it's kind of meant to be a bit that, isn't it? what we do and um, what we made the experience of doing. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Better okay. switch my phone off. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah. How should we start? Well, you, moved through that, you moved through that difficult time of your phone ringing mid-podcast <laughs> with great... With Grace and ease. Yeah. So well done. <laughs> Thank you. We have gotten quite a bit of practice over the year. It must be nearly a year now that we um, record podcasts. Yeah. Mm. We wow, actually need to have a look and do a little celebration when it's a year. I think that's what podcasters are supposed to do, isn't it? <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So back to the theme. Difficult times. What are difficult times? You know, that can be little things can be very difficult. 
big things, you know, are definitely difficult to deal with. But, um, you know, regardless if it's a small disturbance or a big disturbance in our life, probably the way how we deal with it is quite similar. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking of how it can even be that sometimes we don't even admit to ourselves that something is difficult. We're just feeling a bit frustrated. Things aren't going the way we want and we're just feeling frustrated but we haven't um, put our put our finger on it exactly. So there's all sorts of levels of, of challenge. That's very true. Like I had today, I woke up in the morning and I call it the air day. I don't know if you know what I mean. You know, sometimes you just feel like air. And you don't quite know, you can't put the finger on something. What is it? It's just like this this kind of inner disturbance and there is nothing really obvious wrong, but it just doesn't feel good, easy, you know, the states yeah. we would like to be in. And, yeah. you know, becoming aware of that and then trying to to change it to and I don't want to say push it away because there is a there is a danger that we push things away or we try to cover them up we are not talking about that that's very very important and I had to learn a lot of lessons around that myself and I'm still learning the lessons actually because when you come from that uh, spiritual teaching and especially if you're a teacher you always have that expectation of yourself to be a good one you know feeling good as much as possible but we don't so pushing it away or ignoring it or covering it up is not useful because it comes back it keeps coming back so the good thing is to feel it to be aware of it you know I felt I feel eh. and then I thought so what is it but I couldn't quite figure it out so I just kind of you know I always do my qigong practice in the morning and so doing a qigong practice helped a bit and then I had a class and it was a meditation my Patreon meditation and that, you know, while I do a meditation, when I teach, I'm in a different world. I'm, I'm totally what I teach, which then when I open my eyes and go back into life, kind of can change again. But yeah, maybe, maybe for us as Qigong people, doing a practice is always helpful. I all. What I really notice is I will pretty I will pretty much always do a morning practice. On a rare occasion, I don't do a morning practice. So I will normally catch up in the mid afternoon or in the evening if necessary. If I go two days without a practice, by the third day, my body is craving it. It's kind of like this lightness that sits with you and and keeps makes it easier to switch over to to a positive. Um, mood so I guess it's so I guess even when we can't pinpoint those things that are upsetting us 
finding finding those positive habits. So for me, Qigong practice, another thing is going for regular, fairly long walks. They can also be kind of little rituals you have within your family or or friend circles that that give you a sense of belonging and connection and, and... and make you look forward to life. Finding life isn't just about work or being busy. Uh, you have to find some way to look forward to it. Yeah. So you have to find those positive, um, almost rituals or activities. They become rituals because you, you repeat them over and over. And and sometimes you have to kind of cull out the ones, this can be difficult, cull out the ones that you know are really damaging so I I stopped partying but of course that has a flip side doesn't it because partying has that wonderful element of of friend friendship and people so you've got to find if you cut out something nothing is completely bad or good it's got good and bad wrapped into it and you've got to kind of keep distilling and also not being trying to be perfect either yes yes these are all strategies we can actually prepare and have and then there are the actions we can take in the moment too like I find coming back to the breath is for me and for many people a very powerful tool to to come back to yourself because very often when something is really difficult and disturbing us and upsetting us we are actually out. Everything is outwards, you know, out and narrow. There is, we're not kind of feeling ourselves. So coming back to our breath is coming back inside, feeling ourselves, being in the present moment. Because difficulties often have to do with the future with the worry or the fear about future happenings. Very understandable, but it's in the future. So to come back to the present moment can be very helpful. I'm just loving what you're saying right now because it's actually a little bit of a paradigm shift or a little bit of a a shift of perspective. It's about um, being rather than doing. So we would normally think to ourselves, I'm successful if I have, if my relationship is is as good as the relationships I see around me and if my job is, if I, you know, if I, if I have a good job and I have a good income and we start to all, create all these comparisons, we start to think, oh, I'm not doing as well as, as my, as my parents did, you know, because it's a different situation. People can't buy houses as easy as they could. But things are harder than they were. Uh, very few couples stay together. Maybe two generations back, people it was common to be married for a whole lifetime, and now now that gets rarer. And so we, but we compare ourselves to these other situations, and it just can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. So so that just what you're saying with the breath, you're focusing on just being so if I can be in a good state right now and pay attention to my breath or feel my heart that is a kind of success 
it's a, it's a significant success and there's no need to compare myself to another person. Why would I? I, I can use them as motivation for my own self. Yeah. But I don't need to... Why would I... If suddenly... Oh, Sabina can look really happy and relaxed during her practice. I'm so jealous of her. That would be even so ironic, such an ironic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be like, oh, I'm really happy for her. Well done. I'm going to do it too. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, we don't always yeah. feel that way. It's, mm. you know, our patterns don't like us to be like that. So they try to to get us into some of the, the disturbances. That's just part of it. And there's another thing I have been exploring quite a bit for a while already, but quite strongly over the last few days. And that is um, really coming into my heart. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it might not be a practice some people, some of our listeners might have done before at all, maybe, depending on on who they are. But it's really about the spiritual heart, isn't it? About that the chest, that chakra, heart yeah. chakra. In, in the Chinese, the uh, in traditional Chinese medicine and Qigong, they call it the, uh, as well as I can pronounce Chinese words, <laughs> Xin, X-I-N. Yeah and how it's spelled in English and it is the almost like the spirit or the soul of the heart mm-hmm. it's it's not the physical heart but it has a oh maybe you carry on with what you're saying for me for me I I really can resonate was imagining it as bright it really resonates mm-hmm. for me and it's interesting because if we look in all cultures and religions, you know, holy people or gods or whatever, they were always kind of drawn or um, or sculptured or however they were presented, always was that bright light in their chest. And mm-hmm. we all have that. So it's really an imagery because we... We as humans, we like to imagine something. It's easier for us to connect to something we can picture. So picturing bright light in that chest area makes it easier to connect connect to the heart. And it also might be actually feelable for people, that brightness there. I've been making this... um extensive list of the the different ways in which I will make a I will perceive another person so certain so sometimes like I was observing myself in the supermarket like um, a supermarket can trigger memories of like being at school or being quite vulnerable because there's a lot of people coming past you in the city there's a lot of people coming past you and I noticed that my mind isn't just like oh everything's love Mm. my mind is actually making split-second decisions about people. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll get a little kind of fright or a little scare when, like, a a guy, maybe a guy who looks taller than me or stronger than me walks past, and my mind thinks, oh, that guy's a bully. But then the other thing I've been really noticing is, and it's been a really surprise, is 
um, there's certain things that really trigger like warm feelings in me, like the good feelings. There's certain people that I immediately feel comfortable and safe because uh, they remind me of family, you know. So, so I'm kind of lucky because I'm one of those people who's had quite a spectrum of experience in their life. Like I've had so much. I hope everyone listening can hopefully resonate. But I, I know our lives are all different. But I can have that feeling of wow, I had so much love and so many good people and so many good experiences in my life, and I had challenging experiences. But what I was thinking as you spoke was that's one way I can go into my heart is just remembering that feeling. Yes. Uh, my wife and I had uh, had a had a meal. Had, we had um, fast food last night, for, and we watched a TV show, and it reminded me subconsciously. But I kind of realised afterwards, it felt like being a child. It felt like being very safe, and it was just a wonderful like mm. art in my heart. And so mm. to and then the other thing that reminds me of being in my heart, I'm feeling a lot of compassion lately like just spontaneously mm-hmm. and and it feel I just keep I want to explain it to people it feels like you've seen a kitten yeah for no reason out of the blue you're just like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> you just like like you've seen a kitten but the problem we have is we shut our hearts down because we get scared yeah. and you know these things happen and that's understandable but to rebuild that connection with that really important part of ourselves. Yeah. In our culture, the brain is king. Everyone thinks that person's smart, that person's competitive, they're successful. But but really building, making ourselves more balanced, a more balanced person by building the heart again. Yes. And I think that's a really good point you made about remembering good situations and good people we we know we can um, get into a good state with and I can remember in our Tongyuan meditation I think it's on the trust meditation there is actually as an as a as a guidance to remember a person we trust when we try to remember what trust is so really Doing these things can be very practical um, tips, practical actions to change our states. So that's cool. And, and, and again, a little bit of acceptance there when, when you're not feeling it. Yes. Because, again, you could judge yourself. You could be like, but I don't feel that yeah. way. I do not feel love or I do not feel compassion. And that can be, you know, like you say, yeah. you can well, I can wake up like that as well. Mm. And then you could judge yourself, but that judgment actually makes it worse. There's the less judgment you can put on the reality of how you're feeling, the more you'll be able to understand why you're feeling that way and start to to make make change. Yes, it's that acceptance, isn't it, of anything, however we are, I can I can I can share how it really helps me personally because I kind of can feel it that the universe the 
yeah, nature. You know, some people might, universe might feel a bit too much, but nature just accepts us the way we are. You know, they, they, nature just is accepting. And I, I can experience the universe as being totally accepting. So why would I not be accepting of myself too? So if I, if I'm going through a difficult time and I feel really upset and I try to change it and it doesn't work, then I can just accept it that and just feel what I feel and keep trying you know I think that's quite important too. check in again with myself am I am I ready now to focus on my breathing or am I ready now to to go into this bright heart and I might be like no I'm not ready yet I don't want to go there I just want to be angry now (laughs) and then I need to accept that or I can say, oh, maybe I should yeah. do a few squats. Maybe that helps me out of that yeah. dark place. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just have yeah. to be in that dark place for a little bit. So so uh, I was finding we sometimes we synchronize in our thinking. It's quite interesting because I was going to say the um, squats, say the Qigong squats is a 2,000-year-old method of working on qi. Very slow squats. You want to learn them correctly, same as any kind of big exercise because you want to make sure that it's good for your body but it's very powerful to get chi moving up and down and in the um, qigong and Chinese medicine and you can listen to our last podcast we did with Kim Knight actually about that the emotion is a form of chi emotion is a form of energy in your body and so when you get that chi flowing sometimes that can get the emotion just can help it clear. So when you're really angry, doing some, especially some kind of chi work can can support you moving through that. Yeah. Uh, that's that's perfectly kind of said, Jay. The way I explain it, yeah. It's so perfect when you said moving through that. Good. It's key because we are not trying to push it away. We're trying to mm. move through it. I like, I like yeah. that. That's very important. And sometimes, sometimes, for example, we, and this is such a big topic, but sometimes I might, for example, uh, with my magician work, I lost a lot of work over the last couple of years with COVID, like a lot of work. And I was really lucky that I don't depend on that, that I have multiple income sources. And it actually meant that we spent more time with our online classes and we actually together grew our online classes and grew more income coming through that. And balanced with the fact that I didn't have to go anywhere because I was teaching online, it actually, it turned out okay for me. But it could easily have, and it did sometimes feel, it can feel a bit shocking when a whole lot of money, income, (laughs) work life purpose all disappears you're like oh (laughs) it can be disruptive but so sometimes taking and again i know i'm definitely no it's not easy for everyone and everyone will have their own situations but for me it's that taking that wider perspective 
So now might be a bad day. I might not have work. It might be shopping. So I will kind of some acceptance there, but also uh, taking a wider perspective might be helpful as well to know that that life is a process. That just when just when you think it's bad, it hasn't finished yet. Yes. It's never finished. So something you don't know what's coming next. So, you, but you can. For me, I try to accept it with some grace and knowing that it's a process and not finished. I'll be less inclined to go with go up and down with 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 it all. I'll be more stable with it all. Yes, this is it's another great point, that wider perspective. Sometimes it's hard to get it when we are yeah. when we are emotional because that's when we are in the tunnel vision. And so the wits has completely disappeared. So, but I think it's a good thing because becoming aware of that that can be helpful for somebody that might be what they remember to come out of it. You know, for somebody yeah. else, it might be, you know, the focus on the breath and then a wider perspective opens up. But it can be a, a straight a straight path to that too, actually. Well, sometimes asking for help. Asking like, help. I was really surprised. I was really surprised how much resistance I had to asking for help because mm. I really associated with asking for help as a kind of failure or that somehow that people, like somehow it would cause harm to me. But every time I did this, like, it went against my instinct to ask for help. But as I started to do that more, it actually really worked out. Even, just to give a little plug, even like listening to this podcast might give you a wider perspective. But sometimes you've got to step out of your own bubble because sometimes it's really hard to find a solution in your own bubble. But if you can find someone to talk to, the classes that we run, people are so welcome to join those. Finding a teacher or a, a different modalities or I, w I would definitely recommend Renshire as an amazing modality, but if, if you're drawn to something else, just finding something or someone that can give you advice. Yeah. I went and saw an accountant the other day, just and the the sense of comfort that that gave me actually, even though most of pretty much the advice she gave me was what I already knew, I suddenly felt more confident. Yes. In doing my own taxes and I was like oh okay that's good yeah. so just it can be really helpful yeah yes <laughs> something so many of us struggle with asking for help and when we mm. when we do it changes a lot and we often have we all have our blind spots but they're often not the same so mm. sometimes if you're lucky you just for the life of you you can't see you can't see the way forward that someone else might might be like hey I've been through something similar or hey you're not seeing this maybe you could see that that's for well, that's part of it lovely hey Jay would you mind if I guide us a few minutes into the heart to end the session today 
the podcast? Yeah. Shall we do that? That would be great. Yes, do that. Okay. Obviously, we don't have to close our eyes because sometimes it's not possible. Um, But if you want to do that right now and you can, close your eyes. And then just imagine that bright space in your chest. And it's very beautiful and it's, it's a brightness we can look into. It's not blinding, it's, it's a very special light. And that light is filling up the whole chest. And don't restrict yourself if you feel like it's, it wants to go wider, it wants to become bigger, then just let it go to where, wherever it wants to go, that, that light. It can actually fill up the whole universe. There's no limit to where this light can be. And then maybe just notice how that feels. How does it feel to become aware of this beauty? And there are a lot of amazing qualities actually in this light, in our heart. Qualities like trust and love. Like gratitude and compassion. Like acceptance. And understanding. They're always there. The only thing we need to do is bring our conscious awareness to it. And we can do that through connecting to this light. In our heart. And then you can open your eyes. And yeah, I hope we hope that this was useful. So do you want to say? I really hope it was useful too. And and thank you so much for listening, yes. for joining in, and hear you sometime in the next two weeks again. Hmm. Right. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs>